people need an income that's guaranteed to them. If you lose money to taxes, you're never getting that money back. You need to get serious about adding some lower risk. Greed. I don't like greed. The thing to be afraid of, honestly, is the thing that we're not thinking of, the black swan event. There's a tsunami coming. Bye, bye, bye. Welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Just coffee talk. There's a lot of noise, a lot of chatter. Who do you listen to? Who do you not listen to? You have to stay focused. A fun and informative look at the issues of wealth, retirement, and protecting your life savings. These advisors out there that were trained to sell, 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 and have all these fees, fee, fees, they don't want to talk, talk, talk about this product because <laughs> they make less, less, less money. And now, Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Hello again and welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Coming up on the show today, have attitudes of employers changed about phased retirement? You know, a couple of years ago before COVID, they would probably look at you and say, you're either in or you're out. We don't do part-time here. But those attitudes have changed. How can you work that to your favor? If you needed $50,000 a year to retire how much should you have saved and where will that money come from in order to ensure that that money doesn't run out? You may be shocked to find out that people are getting by on less in retirement now than they did just a few years ago. And with inflation up, how is that possible? We have an NFL player that plays right here in Florida that considered taxes when he decided which team to play for and how making brownies taught Sharice and her kids about inflation. All of that coming up. So let's get started. So fun story here for today. We all know Tyra Banks, you know, yeah. from the model show, and then she does the dance show now and all of that kind of thing. Well, Tyra got a call from her accountant, and her accountant says, Tyra, you have a spending problem. And, you know, we all think, okay, she's going through her millions. It's actually exactly the opposite. She has amassed about a $90 million in wealth. And she wasn't spending anything. She wow. was just packing it away and packing it away. And they were going, girl, you're getting killed on taxes. And so she wasn't spending any of her money. And so they actually put a, an account. They said, Tyra, I want you to make an account called the F account. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> Frivolous. Go yeah. out there and spend some money. And I know that we don't have as many zeros behind our name as Tyra Banks. But <laughs> you've told me that you have people that are in the same boat. They have saved for retirement. And you've got to poke them and prod them and say, oh, my gosh, go out and enjoy yourself. It is at my absolute most favorite part of my job <laughs> is when I can look at somebody. They're like really worried that they might run out of money. So they're not spending as much money. And I could just listen. You really do have a serious problem. And they're like, what is it? I said. You don't know how to spend enough of your money. <laughs> and they looked at me, they're like, that's a problem. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I said, what are you going to do with this money? You know, and um, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, and then what do we got to buy to offset some of the taxes on this stuff? And we're talking about that, you know, what to buy and how to sure. use the write offs and stuff. So sure. it is it is a fun conversation. I'll say five, I would say maybe six out of every 10 of my clients. Those are the conversations we have. And I just kind of play this like poker game with them. Yeah, we, we, we do have a problem. <laughs> and, and people are like, okay, so you're saying I could spend 30 or 40 or 50 or $60,000 more a year than I had intended. I went, yeah, why aren't you? I mean, wh what did you, what did you work so hard for over the last 30 to 40 years mm -hmm. to do? I mean, to keep on clipping coupons and driving the used car and keep flying coach and not get that balcony on the cruise. I mean, what did you do this for? This is, your money to go do those things that you never did before because you taught yourself so well to, you know, we're going to do this because we're, we're going to save it for later. And you were just a prudent investor and you did everything you were told to do. But then when people get to like the point where we're retiring, they're like, well, I'm scared to spend my money, you know, mm. and, and, and that's only because they don't either understand their plan or they've had big losses before and then they know if they take too much money then it could really create a domino effect so when people come in we we actually put a real plan in place randy like literally we write it down we build it we show you how much you can make we show you how much you can pull out and how we're going to go into three different phases of retirement and how we kind of go align that with what we have saved and how we front load your go-go years the first 10 years sometimes the first 15 years for some people where they're just like we can really live off that much why I was like, why wouldn't you want to if you could? Why you have your health? Because you will not have your health forever. And by the time 
you get hit with some health problems, then you're going to go back and say, gosh, darn it, I wish I would have done mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm. so don't be the woulda, coulda, shut up person because you're trying to make sure you don't run out of money. Just come in. Let's do the math. Let's do the data. Let me fact find. Let me figure out what your liabilities are. Let me see what all your, your income is. If you have a social security check, if you have pension, do you have cash rents? Do you, do you have wages? Do you have other things coming in? And let's figure out, you know, where you stand. So then you know how much more you can spend instead of just guessing and hoping, because that is absolutely not a plan. We don't want people to guess and hope. We want to put the math together for you. We want to dial in and we want you to spend more money than you've planned because most people aren't saying, hey, you can, just like Tyra. Hey, she needs to. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, if so. you say, you know, what makes a good financial planner? And there's a lot of answers to that question. But one of the answers I would say is my financial planner has given me a plan where I have the confidence to spend. That's, I mean, I want to have confidence in retirement. I don't want to be scared in retirement about my money. So let's sit down and build that kind of plan for you. We'll do that at Zinnia Wealth. We'll start and we'll do the portfolio x-ray is what we call it. And that is just, where are you on this whole scale? You've saved all this money. You want to know how it's all going to work. Let's get you that direction right now. Here's our number, 833-368-3680. We'll do that meeting for you absolutely at no charge. 833-368-3680 or ZinniaWealth.com is our website. Click on the big blue button that says complimentary portfolio review. Again, ZinniaWealth, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. All right. So this, I I bring this question up because Sharice, over the years that we've done the show, that I could have asked this question eight years ago and we would have had one answer. And now here we are eight years later, we're going to get a different answer, I think. So Eight years Uh ago, if you were to be 65 years old and say, I want to go to 67 and but I'm going to my employer and say, hey, can I work three days a week? And they go, no, you're either here or you're not. We don't do part time. Okay, now you go to your employer now and you say, hey, can I work three days a week? Can I work from home two days a week or something like that? They might say yes now. Sharice, have you seen that attitude start to change? I have. It's actually really neat to see. And I'm seeing a lot of employers these days saying, yes, you have been a valuable employee of ours for 20, 30 or 40 years. And we really don't want you to leave. But if you want to cut back to only three days a week, we value you so much. We will do that for you because you know what? They're starting to really realize that you guys have worked so hard for us. If we let you go, you know, who's going to train that next person who's going to be in line? And I think they're just waking up and just saying, gosh, let's do the right thing. Let's let them retire slowly. We can still use their resource for training and getting somebody equipped and ready to go. In the meantime, it's, you know, it's hitting all levels. Everybody's happy. You know what I mean? So I'm seeing more and more and more of it. (laughs) Really, it or not, I hired somebody and uh, they said, we really only want to work three days a week. And I went, okay. And so we we actually did that, which is unusual because I don't normally do that. But the person we valued so much and just thought that it was so critical to have that role in our Mm -hmm. office Mm -hmm. that we were just like, yeah, let's do it because it's worth it to us, especially with the credentials and the know-how and the experience. So I am seeing more and more of it. If I go back 10 years ago, no, they're like, no, you're all in or you're all out. Mm -hmm. Like like Mm -hmm. employers were just, they're just, they were so rude sometimes. And I was trying to retire retirees back then. And I was like, why don't you have the employer and see, knock off a couple of days so you can slowly exit because people still wanted the income. They weren't ready. They were too nervous to either retire. And I'm going to say since COVID, I mean, really since COVID, it has changed. Employers really realize the worth of their employees. I think like it just smacked them in the you know, right upside the head. Like people were leaving, they were dying. They were either getting sick or they had to let them go. And they just, it was, it was a painful experience. And I think it made employers wake up and smell the coffee and just be like, you know what? I do have a great team because now they're trying to find those really good employees they once had that they had to let go that might be somewhere else. And they're just like, wow, I had it good. Let's make sure moving forward, we don't screw this up again. So I'm seeing a huge change out there when it comes to employers. But they're getting better in my opinion. Really a good thing. And, yes. and I think many of us in our 60s have been scared to go to our employer because as soon as you say, hey, I'm thinking about retiring in three years, all of a sudden your name gets on a list and you're the first you're, person to go. You are 100% right. 
So you kind of got to wheel and deal with that employer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have had so many clients that said, you know, I would you want to retire? I know we can, but I'm just not ready. And I'm afraid if I bring it up, they're just going to let me go. Yep. And so I, I think our world is changing and you should feel more confident because especially if you're a really high, high, you know, wage earner with that employer, they might say, well, this might not be a bad idea because then I don't have as much expenses mm-hmm, in uh, mm-hmm. payroll going out. And we can start training a newbie that's going to pay less. I think they're just like, yeah, that math makes sense. I mean, you it's, know, why not? It's just interesting right now, Sharice, because there are some things just over the last, just since COVID, as you said, that have changed so much. I mean, interest rates have gone up considerably, which has made products in the financial world, you know, instead of bonds, we go over toward more fixed uh, income products and things like that. And that wasn't a conversation we were having five years ago. This conversation wasn't one we were having five years ago. So no. if, if you're thinking now you're 62, 63, 64, and you go, I wonder if I can retire. I think it's worth coming in, doing the math on it and talking to your employer. Yes. You know, during COVID, a lot of people came in just specifically just say, can I retire? Have I saved enough streets? Because I don't think I want to work anymore in this COVID environment. I don't want to deal with employers. I want to know if I can or am I forced to stay working? So that was a big topic back then. It still is today. More and more people are like, they just come in to say, can I retire? Because when I get sick and tired of being sick and tired wherever I'm working, <laughs> I know I can pull the plug and be like, I'm walking. Yeah. You know what? Here's my two weeks. And it gives the employee self-worth. It, it gives them control of their destiny. And I think that's what all people want to know is where do they stand? I, I deserve to be treated better. So I'm either going to go work somewhere else. And if I can't get a job right away, can I afford to do that? Yeah, A lot of people work at this time in their life just for health benefits, just trying to make it to Medicare. And because it's so expensive to self-insure yourself for health care, we're going to talk about that in our next segment here. But this might be a really good time right now. You thought that maybe 2025 was your year, 2024 was is your year. Maybe 2023 is your year. Why don't you come in and let's figure it out together? Here's our website. Here's our, our phone number. Give us a call and let's do the math on your retirement. 833-368-3680. 833-368-3680 or ziniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, you can find us at ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. And as we've been mentioning, we have some new additions to our useful guides. If you go to the website and you'll see on the navigation bar, it says education. You click on that, it'll drop down and you'll see useful guides. If you click on that, there's a ton of things that you can download there about 401ks, about social security, about Medicare, about taxes. And we have the new 2023 tax guide there for you. So if you download that, you get some more information about how you can position your money for next year. All right. So now, Sharice, I saw this article, and you are the only person that I've ever talked to that has brought this up. So I wanted to jump on this. Hmm. So if you decided, and, and many of us will say, okay, I think I need $50,000 a year in retirement. Then I'll get my Social Security. On top of that, I should be doing well. So if you figured you needed $50,000 a year in retirement for 30 years, we'll say, mm-hmm. how much does that mean you'd need to save? So this article says, they went back to the old 4% rule. If you took 4% of your money each year to get that $50,000, you would need $1.2 million saved. Okay, that's, what I, that's my number. That's what I need to shoot for. But look at this. If you use an annuity, mm-hmm. you would need $750,000 to accomplish the same thing. You get the same $50,000 and you don't have the market risk. And Sharice, you told me that one time where somebody came to you and they had gone to the bank and they'd said, they're trying to sell me an annuity and they want me to put a million dollars in it. And you said, you don't need to put a million dollars in it. We can do the same thing for 600000 And I right. thought that was interesting. This article is saying the very same thing. Do people understand that about the world of annuities that you can save less and get more? You know, I don't think people know that. And so here's my first rule of thumb. We we always talk about being an income wizard, have five different income checks coming to you. The first check is going to be your Social Security check eventually, right? Mm -hmm. And for 
some people out there, a third of the people out there, it'll be a pension. And so typically that pension and social security check will cover all your fixed things that you need from insurances, car insurance, house insurance, health insurance. It'll pay for the gas at the gas pump, the the groceries, the light bill, all those things. So if you have that social security and pension, usually everything is covered. So if the market goes bonkers, you have a million bucks in the market and it goes crashing and burning. And now it's at your accounts down to $500,000, you know, because that pension and social security, you have those checks. It's always going to cover your basic needs. You might have to stop traveling if you had all your money in the market. You can't take those extra dollars to enjoy your go-go years because now the market's down. But if you're somebody who says, Sharice, I have Social Security, but I, I never got a pension, but I got a you know million-dollar 401k. But I really like that idea of covering my basic fixed items that always have to be paid with that income and that pension, but I never had the pension. So a lot of people can take that million bucks and put 500 grand into an annuity that gives you that private pension. You can have that guaranteed income for the rest of your life and the rest of your spouse's life, which is really cool. So it's all covered plus some. So if you put $500,000 in the stock market and you needed say $35,000 from that 500,000, that's a big chunk we'd be taking out of a $500,000 portfolio, right? You're taking way over more than 4%. But if you put that $500,000 into an annuity, and now it's guaranteeing you in the future $35,000 from that $500,000, you're doing really well because you're taking a higher rate of return than you're actually allowed to. And the rule of thumb is don't take more than 4%. You'll never run out of money, which we know it's been debunked by Wade Fowle and lots of retirement professors out there. So it's not a true statement anymore. But it's a way to take some of your money and maximize your income checks if you wanted to. So don't be sad you don't have a pension. Believe it or not, I think our pensions are better than some of the pensions from these employers because on top of that, there's only one company out there that does it best. I'm not going to say it over the radio because you got to come see me. And that is if you take income and it gives you this killer income stream for the rest of both of your lives – your account value continues to grow. It's still invested in the S&P 500. Like a regular pension at work, you got, say you got a 500 grand over there and they're giving that income check forever. There's there's no growth inside of it. There's no money going to your beneficiaries if it's for you and your spouse, right? Most of the time, a lot of the times, I think 99.999% of the time, right. right? This is making a point here. Where if you moved it to us, and I'm not a big fan of putting these income riders and creating these pensions, but I think some households absolutely need it and could use it um, because of how much maybe we did save or didn't save. It's just a nice tool. Take it or leave it, but we're going to show it to you. And I just love it because your accounts still grow. And if you and your spouse die after pulling money out after 10 years, you still have cash flow going to your beneficiaries. I mean, that seems like that's brainless, right? So why are we taking the pensions from our employers when you can actually take the lump sum, roll to an IRA, pay no taxes, have no penalties and do this? And we think it's better. Yeah. Right? I think that we've talked in the past about people who have a number in mind. I can't retire until I get to $1.2 million. Right. And they work 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 to get there. And then you find out that it really comes down to the monthly income. What does the 1.2 give you? And if the 1.2 gives you $50,000 a year, but you could do 50000 on 750000 You could have retired four or five years ago. Oh, no doubt. So I got to give a high five to my Duke guys, all you guys who work at Duke. You guys have been working so hard. We love you guys, and we appreciate you. But And we get a lot of those guys who are retiring. They come to Zinnia Wealth Management and, you know, a lot of word of mouth, of course. But, you know, these these guys who worked at, you know, SECO and Duke, we're getting a couple of the SECO people as well, they're just like, I've risked my life. Yeah. I don't want to risk my investments anymore. And it's amazing the transition and the mind change, which it's exciting because that's really the way we should be, right? And we had one guy who said, um, him and his wife came in and said, you know, I have all this Duke stock, Sharice, and, you know, you know, pays, you know, close to 4% dividend. And we were told just to live off that dividend for the rest of our lives. I was like, if you live off that dividend for the rest of your life, you're shortchanging your income stream. Mm -hmm. You're getting less than you could. You could get double that by selling that Duke stock, putting some of it into annuities, some of it in 
exchange traded funds, some of it in some of these short-term treasuries. I mean, let's be diversified. They're like, wow, nobody's ever come into Duke Energy. Talk to the pre-retirees saying, hey, there are other options when you get ready to retire. So let's come up with a plan. So they just love that we educate them. We show them all these strategies and we say, keep some of that Duke. We love Duke Energy. You know, they pay a great dividend. You know, they wobble and bobble up and down, but this is part of your dividend part of your portfolio. You don't have to sell it all, but let's make sense of it. Let's be diversified. Let's get that social security check. Let's get that annuity check if we need to button up the income and get that pension we didn't get from Duke. Let's have some investments over here. Let's have some investments there and let's have some investments over here. I mean, you know, we, a lot of people, I got one of my advisor friend guys says, Sharice, you do a lot for your clients and you have a lot of buckets. Like, how do you maintain it all in like software? <laughs> it's like, we, we do this for a living and, you know, we're always following up and talking to clients and doing our reviews and making sure we're dotting our I's, crossing our T's and all that. But, you know, it's just, it's simple stuff for me because I do it on the daily, just like if you're, you know, you're working on a line, right? Or maybe you're working behind the scenes in front of a computer over at Duke Energy or Seco. You're great at it. And that's why you still have that job. And that's why you've been working there for 30 years. So this is why they come to me because they're like, well, I was great at that. You're great at this. So show me the way, Sharice, because, yeah. you know, I'm not going to let the... Uh, these high voltages direct traffic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want that volatility in that market to determine whether or not you're going to retire. As Sharice tells me, as we talked before the show, I say, what's happening? And she says, people are coming in with the same questions. Can I retire? They want to see the math. Can I retire? And then they hear all the headlines about recession. Then they say, should I retire? And then when the numbers add up and you can retire, then you look at Sharice and say, how do I retire? So can you retire? Should you retire? How do you retire? Let's get you those answers. Give us a call at Zinnia Wealth, 833-368-3680, 833-368-3680, or ZinniaWealth.com. Use our website, Z-I-N-N-I-A Wealth.com. You'll see a big blue button there that says schedule a complimentary retirement review. That's exactly what it is. Let's sit down and go through the numbers and answer those big questions for you. Can I retire? Should I retire? How do I retire? Let's get them for you. ZinniaWealth.com. Start right there. So this was interesting to me. We talk about how income, income, income. Income makes the world go round. What we need to do in retirement is build income. Well, after the pandemic and inflation and all sorts of things, has income gone down? The Boston College Center for Retirement says yes. Income has gone down. Check this out. In 2019, the median retirement income was just over $56,000 a year. Today that number has fallen to $46,000 a year, $10,000 less. Mm -hmm. So what that means to me when I read an article like that is, is people are using the stock market to determine what their income is. So they're peeling money off the top. When the market goes down, they, they, they pull back. When the market goes up, they say, okay, I can take a little bit more. And Sharice, we've talked about that in the past. That's really not an income plan, is it? It's not an income plan, but I know this is happening. I have people coming in for the first time just saying, yeah, we didn't take as much money this year because our, our stock market accounts are down. And so, and all their money would be in the stock market, unfortunately. And I said, well, that's normal, but that's not a plan. I mean, if you're retiring or retired, the plan for your go-go years, those 10 years that you're going to be your healthiest and you want to plan shopping or traveling or gardening or just visiting the grandkids or get hopping in a camper or RV and traveling around. When you're creating plans and you're writing it down and you're seeing it, going from $56,000 to $46,000, that is really interrupting your go-go years. Of those 10 years, you're telling me one year you did less and you, if you only have a good, healthy, strong 10-year plan before you pull back the reins on your income. So we don't want to do that. We don't want the stock market to determine what your income is going to be. It needs to be set. It needs to be on autopilot. There has to be a plan because I'm going to tell you, my clients who made $56,000 last year definitely didn't go down to 46000 this year. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think some from a lot of them went up mm -hmm. <laughs> above mm -hmm. 56000 because we have the go-go years planned out and picked out. It's pegged. It's dialed in. We know exactly where those dollars are coming from. And it's not coming from the stock market money. So we want to be very careful because 
there's this big conversation right now. We've heard it for years, over years. Whenever there's a stock market crash, it's called bear market rally. Oh, yeah. That means the market's going down, but then the market rallies up. And then the market goes back down even lower than it was before. But then it teases us and it comes back up again like it's doing right this second. And if you go all the way back to 2000, 2000 to 2002 during the tech bubble, you know, Enron, Y2K, planes crashing, that kind of stuff that was happening back then. We had 16 bear market rallies, and that's not uncommon for this to happen in times like that. So you have these very small rallies, and then we etch a little further down, and we etch a little further down. That was 33 months that this happened. Mm -hmm. And for that almost three-year period, as the market was etching down, some people were like, oh, I'm going to buy more stock with the extra cash flow I have Mm -hmm. and not use it for income right now because I can buy it low and it will rally up, but then – but then it went back down. So it didn't work out for a lot of people who are living off those dollars. So we have to be ultimately more cautious than ever because we've had quite a few bear market rallies. And how many more are we going to have? Right. And I have a lot of um, experts that we're going to play on the show next week, economists that are saying that 2023 is going to be the year of not just a recession, but a steep recession. So if we have all of the volatility that we have right now and the economists are saying next year is where we're really going to start to feel the effects of this, there's a lot of this that we haven't even felt yet. And that's going to be coming in the next year. So if you are on the edge of retirement, you're saying to yourself, I was going to retire in 2023. Should I keep working? Or, you know, this is a question I know people come in with right now, Sharice, is can I retire? Should I retire? And looking at what's going on right now and say, I could hang in there, but I'd really like to retire. But should I retire in a market like this? And what, yes. what you're saying is don't let the market determine your retirement. Exactly. I mean, I have had I'm going to tell you, I can't even tell you how many new people are coming in saying, I need to know if I can retire. We're Mm -hmm. getting to the end of the year. I I have this pension I need to plan for. Do I take the lump sum? Do I take the income? Can I even do this? This doesn't even make sense because they're all nervous because stock markets are down. They're waiting for it to come back up. And when we we build out the plan, we'll say yay or nay. But it seems like eight out of 10 people who walk in here, we're like, yeah, you can turn on those keys today. And they're like, you're kidding me. And, you know, a new client of mine said, Sharice, walking into your office sometimes is like walking into FAO Swartz for the first time. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. You mean FAO Swartz from the, the, the movie Big with Tom Hanks? I was like, I love that movie. And he's like, and I, I put myself in my shoes the very first time I walked in there and I was like heavenly, like chocolate covered gummy bears, pianos you can dance on, teddy bears galore, Barbie dolls. I'm telling you, I was there when I was in high school. I yeah. was in heaven. I went, that's how you feel when you come here? He's like, yes. He's like, because every time I come in, you got something really new and cool and really great and it's safe. And I went, oh, okay. I like that because he's retired. So Zinni is an FAO Swartz for some people. I guess. All right. So, if, if I walk into the office and you got that piano thing laying across the floor <laughs> and we start doing chopsticks together, that's going to be a big deal. <laughs> we do give cookies and chocolates and lots of other cool things. And it's funny. I told my staff the other day, I said, I want to have more fun in the office. Can we get a foosball table in here? So when we have our one-on-one meetings, we can sit there and play foosball. My staff looked at me like I was nuts. I'm like, have more fun. So FAO Swartz, here we go. So I, I appreciate love it. that. That's Anyways. fantastic. Well, the, the the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot. If you watch any financial news, they go, is this the bottom? Is this yeah. the bottom? And then the, the market goes up and up and up and then you know, down she goes again. So that's where we are right now. We are in a bear market. We have gone down 20%, but we're seeing these little ticks up and then down it goes again. And I think that Art Cashin along the way has said on a number of occasions is, you know, when is this going to end? He's, he's a guy who's been watching the market for 50 or 60 years, works for UBS. And he basically said, we need to have a time where it goes up, 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 and then slightly back and then up, 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 up. And what we're in right now, Sharice, and we've seen it all the time, is we go up five, six, 700 points in a, for a couple of days, and then we lose it all by the end of the week. Yes. And, and that's, not, that's not a trend. That's just volatility, isn't it? It is. And um, it's not a plan, especially if you're seeking that retirement planner out there and you're 50 to 75 years old and you're really trying to prep for retirement and or in retirement. 
it's okay to have some bucks in the stock market. We love stock market money, but this is a defensive time period where you got to play defense. Go Gators. You know, we played a good defense mm-hmm. just the other weekend. And, you know, it's the same thing happens in the stock market. You have to play defense when it's time because this stock market, bear market rally, if it lasts 33 months like it did in 2000 to 2002, we're going to have some problems. And you know what? We might be in that perfect, perfect slow roll because the main election, we've got a couple of years. You're so right. what if it takes us that long because people mm-hmm. need that that hope? People are hanging their hat on that very next election. Who's going to be the next president? And a lot of people are going to sit in cash and they're going to lose inflation or they're going to stay right where they're at and do nothing. And it's, it's going to be sideways and you know, they're not planning, they're not getting creative because there's money to be made in a bear market. And so that's what we teach people here at Zinnia. Well, give us a call and let's have that conversation. You might be kind of, you know, flummoxed right now saying, I'm just watching my money go up and down, up and down, up and down. And I don't want to retire it when my money in the market is going to be down. Okay. All right. Well, let's have that portfolio x-ray. We'll do that for you at no charge. Let's find what's working and let's find what's not working. And then let's figure out how we can move those sectors around, be defensive and say we're not pushing all our chips in right now. Now's not probably the time to do that, especially if you're near retirement. But let's have a defensive posture but not give up growth. Give us a call, 833-368-3680. 833-368-3680. We'll do that analysis for you at no charge. We call it a portfolio x-ray. You can also use our website very easily, zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com, and click on that big blue button there, and you'll be on your way. We'll take a break, and we'll come right back with more Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, you can find us at ZinniaWealth.com. And we try to teach the lessons of retirement and economics and all that here on the show. But Sharice, apparently you were in the kitchen making brownies and you had a big lesson in inflation. Tell me about that. Oh, my gosh. I'm so upset, everybody. I just got to <laughs> tell you. Because I make homemade cookies. I make homemade brownies. Everything from scratch. I'm like a scratch girl. Okay. But, you know, once in a blue moon, I'm just trying to do something really quick. I'll pull out a box. There's always a backup box. So I must have bought some brownies, put it in a cabinet. And I'm like, okay, we'll just make these really quickly. The first thing I noticed as I brought out the box, because I always did box stuff in college, I, I went, gosh, this box is shorter, it's skinnier, it's <laughs> narrower. And I went, it just didn't dawn on me that maybe something's changed inside the box. Mm-hmm. And so me and the kids are making brownies. We, we dumped it out. We put the egg and we put the um, oil in it, a little bit of water. And we start stirring it. I just noticed, you know, normally you can take a couple bites and lick the bowl. We dump it in the pan, the typical pan I've always used for all of my brownies forever and ever and ever. It's the same pan I think I had since college. You want to know the truth? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I noticed when I went in the pan, I'm like, gosh, this thing looks lower. It looks thinner. And my kids are like, mom, um, (laughs) there's something that looks different about these brownies. I'm like, no, like, should we use a smaller pan? I'm like, no, why? I mean, it's the same pan we always use. Why would we do that? You know, my brownies are an eighth of an inch thick. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So uh, I put the brownies in. It says for like, uh, I, I, I don't even look at the back anymore. So I just know typically about 24 minutes after 12 minutes. I'm like, I looked at the box and I said, why does it say an eight by eight pan? When I just put it in an 11 by 9 pan, I says, uh-huh. hey, it. what changed there? I'm like, oh, my gosh, the entire directions on the back of the box have totally changed. I run to the stove. My brownies were done at 12 minutes. That's how thin it was. And I'm like, I wasn't paying attention to the shrinkflation of what we're buying yep. that you actually have to calculate and do the math and use a different pan, use a different temperature and use a different amount of minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the story of my life with retirees and coming up with income plans. I'm like, it's the brownie plan. But I almost burnt the brownies and we like them a little uh, gooey in the middle and they weren't gooey. So my kids are like, oh, they're not gooey. I'm like, I know. I messed up. And so I 
I'm like a... <laughs> oh, if you want gooey brownies, you got to buy two boxes now. Yeah, oh, so man. more of the story. I'm going to stick to making my homemade brownies because the, the hard chocolate that I buy has not changed. <laughs> and I can measure out my sugar. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyways, God. I had to tell the story because it's so, oh. it was just, you know, when you want brownies and you want them a certain way to go with your ice cream and then you almost burn them and then they're, it just doesn't work out the not same. Not good, not good. Anyways, that was my solid. us all. Yeah. All right. I feel you all out there. <laughs> all right, so here's something else that is getting to us, and that certainly is taxes. And I got a great story here. Tariq Hill, he plays in the NFL. He's a wide receiver, and he had a choice to make. Is he going to go to the New York Jets, or will he play for the Miami Dolphins? And he decided to play for the Dolphins and live in Florida. Why? Here's why. You know what? It was very close to happening, man. But it's just those state taxes, man. You know, I, I realized, you know, I, I had to make a grown-up decision. And, you know, here I am in, in the great city of Miami. You know, great weather, great people. So here I am. Here you are. <laughs> so I had to make a grown-up decision about taxes. According to the numbers, if he were to have played for the Jets, he would have play, had to pay $3,191,000 in taxes. And a bunch of that would go to New Jersey and other states because they play in other states and they have to pay taxes in every state. But playing in Miami and living in Florida, he doesn't have to pay any state income taxes. And it saved him $3 million. So there you go. Yes. Make a grown-up decision about taxes and at least be thinking about it. I'm sure he had some good advice along the way. And, Sharice, when we get into retirement, we have to make a grown-up decision about taxes. It's not going to be the way it was while we were working. It's not. Taxes, you know, are on the rise. You know, we're, we're, they're going to expire here in 2025. They're going to go up. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to stop there because we can afford it not to stop there. So we can expect taxes, in my opinion, to continue to go up over the next 10 years. And how is that going to affect your pocketbook, especially in retirement? So, you know, we want to make smart decisions, especially if you're a snowbird and you're filing taxes up north. You might be like, you know what, maybe I will convert down to Florida full time, especially if you're a snowbird up north where you have to pay state taxes. Because especially if you live in like Omaha, Nebraska, holy cannolis, I am telling you, it just gets you. It's, it's half the income, it seems like, compared wow. to being in Florida. Florida is just a booming state. And um, we have to make smart decisions. And in retirement, when you're really looking out 10 years, you're thinking, what do I do with my dollars to be more tax efficient in the future? How can I go into a zero tax bracket maybe in 10 years or at least a lower tax bracket in 10 years while taxes are still going up? And it takes proper tax planning from your financial planner, your retirement planner. And that, that's us, of course. And what should we be doing? Well, number one, we should look be looking at tax loss harvesting, harvesting some of the gains, you know, selling some of the losers, some of the winners. Right now is a, not a bad time to do those types of things. You can create this income for next year and pay zero taxes next year if we start planning this year for it, which is great. And here's a really, really hard one that people are having a hard time with. And they want to know, Sharice, I have a small Roth IRA. I know you keep talking about rolling some of this IRA dollars over to a Roth IRA because everything in the IRA is 100% taxable. So later on, as taxes go up, it's going to be more painful. I'm going to have less income because I got to pay more to Uncle Sam later. And should we be rolling money over from our IRAs over to a Roth? Because we know in 10 years, all that money grows tax-free and, you know, you have to worry about, you know, taking money out if you didn't want to. And, and that gets us actually right into our Ask Sharice question for today. This person is thinking about moving money from an IRA over to a Roth, and they're saying, which part of my IRA should I roll over? And I, I looked at that and I went, I, I don't get it because I just thought you just took an amount of money and you put it into the Roth. But they're saying I have different holdings in my IRA. Should I split it up and move a certain kind of money over to a Roth? So yes. talk to me about that. So, so, so important. This is a very, very probably the most important part of when we're planning from what bucket. And so uh, the person who I spoke to, they have mutual funds and exchange traded funds. And I would say... 50% um, was in bonds, 40% was in equities, and 10% in cash. And they said, Sharice, we were going to move the cash from our IRA, roll over, you know, $40,000 and move it over to this Roth IRA. And I asked them, you know, why would we move the cash? And it's like, well, that's why I'm asking this question, because I'm not sure which portion I should move. And I say, this is what you should do. 
when you're rolling an IRA over to a Roth, don't move the cash portion, okay? Move the portion that really took the most risk, that took the biggest hit. Mm -hmm. So if you have bonds that lost 15% and then you had equities that lost 25%, we would want to sell out of the equities, and roll those dollars over to the Roth IRA. And the reason why is because is the IRA already took the hit. You already lost 25%. If you move that to a Roth and buy that same fund that lost 25%, we know, because we've been taught this for the last 40 years, if you don't sell, you don't lose. So this is kind of the thinking. Sell it, put it in the one that took the loss that's already, and let that grow tax-free because we know it's going to come back right? We, it, markets always come back. And so if it, we know equity is going to come back, just like our buy and hold strategy, if it's going to come back, then why don't we let it come back in that tax-free bucket? Mm -hmm. So all those gains are now tax-free. And then you never have to worry about being in an IRA and having to worry about taking those dollars out when you're required at 72. Because if we truly believe in buy and hold, listen, I know you all believe in buy and hold. If you truly do, then you got to have the guts to know where to pull it from and the guts say the equities because it's going to come back, right? And if it comes back, remember I'm saying this again, it's going to come back tax-free this time. If you leave that in the IRA, yeah, it's going to come back, but it's not going to be tax-free. Mm -hmm. So let's make more sense of it if you're when it comes to those dollars. And you know, different times of the year, I might change my mind, but right now that's that makes the most sense to me. Do you understand that, Randy? Absolutely. And if you have a question for Sharice, you can go to our website right up at the top. It says retirement at ZinniaWealth.com. That's the email address that you can use to ask a question of Sharice. So as we go through the show and you want to ask a question about something we're talking about or just something you're wondering about, use that email address. It's right at the top of our website and we will answer your question. Let me follow up on that. Because there was a question that came into Motley Fool that I found, and it was about that very same thing, moving money from an IRA over to a Roth. And it said there's one thing that you have to watch out for, and that is, are you taking Social Security when you do this maneuver? Because if you're taking Social Security, then that money that you convert over to that Roth, that goes right onto your income, doesn't it, Sharice? And that could mean your Social Security could be taxed. So here's the thing is, yes, that is something we have to deal with and we have to worry about. But it's just not Social Security you have to worry about. It's just a Medicare Part B premium and you, okay. also, you also have to worry about. So it's two whammies you have to worry about. So this person that we were just talking about was rolling over $40,000 from their IRA over to the Roth. They just want to know what, which, you know, if it was equities or cash they pulled out of. Well, guess what? We also did the math and said, now, if you do this and you do start collecting Social Security in the future and you do this for the next 10 years, this is going to add to your provisional income formula on Social Security. And um, you're for sure likely going to be in that that range where you're going to have to pay uh, taxes on up to 85 percent of your Social Security. Mm -hmm. On top of that, if we're doing this rollover for the next 10 years from the IRA to the Roth and now we're 65 and that $40,000 takes you over the income threshold that Medicare allows you to be in to pay only $170 a month on your Medicare Part B premium. And that $40,000 takes you over to the next level while you're doing this conversion. Your $170 can go to $250 a month on your Part B premium. So you also have to worry about that. So there's a lot of elements. We weigh it out. We look at the costs over 10 years. If Medicare goes up by this much for the next 10 years, if you have a higher tax because of the provisional income formula and social security because of when you collect, we add it all up and we do it over 10 years. At the end of the day, does it make sense to convert this IRA over to a Roth? And I'm going to tell you sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. So allow us to do the math on how much of your IRA you should roll over to a Roth and how that's going to affect your social security and how much that's going to affect your Medicare, because there's different phases and seasons of life you're going to go into in retirement. It starts at the grand old age of 59 and a half. And then some things step in at 62 and then again at 65 and then again at 67 and then go to at, you know, 70 and 72. So all these different steps, you need to know what the pitfalls are and be ready for it. So it's not like, Oh, well, why did I wouldn't have done it if I knew that Sharice. 
we're, we're showing you what they're going to be before they happen. We're going to do the math on it to make sure it actually still makes sense. And that's only if taxes go up in the future, but I'm pretty sure they're going to go up. We've learned a lot today in this segment about moving money from an IRA over to a Roth. Watch out if you're taking Social Security. Watch out if you're using Medicare. Watch out which parts of your IRA you actually move over to that Roth. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot to, to figure out and a lot to to go through. That's why you have someone like Sharice who can do this for you and tell you, here are all of the options here. This is what gets you in trouble. These are the amounts that keep us under that trouble. Let's talk through that. 833-368-3680 is our number. We do that at no charge. 833-368-3680 or zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. Click on that big blue button there. That will get you started. All right. So my wife and I go to McDonald's and she will order a Happy Meal because she doesn't want the great big burger and she doesn't want the great big fries. And then we take the toy and we give it to our granddaughter. Okay. So it works out very nicely. McDonald's has been doing adult Happy Meals. I didn't even know about this. I didn't either. So you can get like a Big Mac in your Happy Meal and you still get the fries and you still get the toy, but you can get a bigger portion, okay? And it's <laughs> and it's cheaper, okay? And and apparently these have become so popular that the people in McDonald's that are working there are are posting on social media and saying, "Will you people please stop? We are we are covered up with people asking us about the adult happy meals and they're running out." So I, <laughs> That is so funny. I guess what I'm doing later. <laughs> I'm going to go check out this adult go happy. Check it meal. out. Yeah, exactly. But for me, when I look at that, when we talk about portion control, you can have the small little hamburger or the small little cheeseburger if mm-hmm. you want to, or you can have the big Big Mac if you want to. And in our investments, we have to have portion control as well. And this gets into you and I talking about how much do you want in that market? How much do you not want in that market? And as you get toward your retirement, how that kind of changes. So let's talk about that a little bit, Cherise. I can actually use an example of somebody who came in recently 67-year-old female, single, uh, she had $1.5 million in the stock market, and now good for she her. has 900000 Not good for her. Yes. Um, so she had the, the 60-40 portfolio. And so I just I don't really understand what's going on out there with customer service and some of the advisors out there, because a year ago we were telling people to readjust their portfolios, let's preserve from some of these losses, let's move some to alternatives. But so many other advisors just were not doing anything, like nothing. Like they were frozen. The client was frozen. The advisor was frozen because there's a lot of noise. So even the advisor can, you know, be um, a little confused on what to do as well. And I will tell you, though, this person is now saying, you know, Sharice, I think I want to sell it all and go to cash. Oh, boy. And I said, well, this is a huge loss. This is $600,000. I said, what? why don't we review the plan a little bit deeper? Let's maybe sell a few things off that took less of a hit and preserve those. But some of the stuff that took a bigger hit, I mean, there was things in that portfolio that lost already 40%. I said, you know, you're, you're pot committed. You went into this buy and hold strategy. you got to commit to it now. Mm-hmm. You know, 15 and 20%, we can make that up pretty easy. Like those things can be moved over to alternatives. But, you know, they came to us because they just did not have trust and confidence in their their financial advisor. And you have to have absolute faith in what your financial advisor is doing. And if they're frozen just like you, that would not give me confidence in retirement. You know, you might need a new advisor if this is what just happened to you. Somebody's going to think quick, make moves, make phone calls, um, stay in front of things, you know, make sure the portfolios are being maneuvered um, as interest rates are changing. You know, we were moving quickly 12 months ago, six months ago, even faster. And just so that we could preserve as much as we could on the, you know, the risk side of things. Most Sounds of our clients- like that 67-year-old was that classic that you, you always say she came in and she's 67 years old, but she has a portfolio of a 35-year-old. Exactly. And so- be very careful the moves that you make. Make sure you get a second opinion. We'd be happy to do that for you because we're, we're going to tell you like it is and what you should do and what you shouldn't do it. And, and just like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we had a young lady come in and 
she's lost 61% and just one of her funds. I'm like, you know, you, you got to stay in that thing. Yeah. You cannot leave. But the other thing where she lost 10, 15 and 20, some of those things we can maneuver around, mm-hmm. you know, especially if the market keeps going down, we don't really know the direction of the market, but if it keeps going down, it's just going to get worse and worse. So, you know, I had somebody come in and say, Hey, I had this insurance agent coming to my house and come literally to their house and say, we're going to move all of your money into annuities. And that's not the answer either. I'll hear about people saying, I got this wealth manager that's going to put all my money in bonds. I'm like, really? What bonds do you guys plan on going in? I was like, because I want to know. You know what I mean? I'm like, that doesn't make sense right now either. You know, right. maybe hold off when interest rates are done going up. Let's make sense of this. But unfortunately, the advisor's got to make money. And so they're going to do what the best thing they have to do for you at that moment. If they're just insurance, they're going to sell you insurance. If they're a stock doc, they're just going to send you stocks and bonds. If they're a financial planner, they're probably going to do a combination of everything. Um, we would hope, but not all of them do. They're not all created equal, obviously. So just be very careful out there. Make sure whatever you do, if, if you don't have that absolute confidence and trust and you're questioning some things, you know, your gut usually is right. You know, you need to have full faith in the person that you're working with that will drive traffic and, you know, put those hazards up and then maneuver and bob and weave when these times are, are coming at us. Because, you know, all of us are really good at managing money when the market's going up, you know, but that's out of the straight up luck, right? And But then how good are we when markets are going down? Yeah, and that's what we're seeing right now. So give us a call at Zinnia Wealth, and let's get that evaluation for you. If you have a financial advisor right now and you're just not sure about the track that they have you on, you're you're losing money, you're close to retirement, you thought you were conservative, and now look at those, those red lines that are happening right now. Give us a call. Let's do the analysis for you, and let's see if we can help. 833-368-3680. 833-368-3680 or online, ZinniaWealth.com. Z-I-N-N-I-A, wealth.com. Click on that big blue box and you'll be on your way. Sharice, I'll give you the last word for today. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for sending us questions to ask uh, and talk about and answer over the radio show. Keep doing that. You can go to our website and do that as well. There's a lot of noise out there. A lot of people are making some decisions, some bad decisions, some people making good decisions. Let's make the right decision and do the math. As usual, live by design and not by default. And we'll see you here next week. This has been Retirement Coffee Talk. To find out more about how the strategies we've discussed on this program can build the retirement you've been wanting, call Zinnia Wealth at 352-368-3680 or visit us online at zinniawealth.com. Sharice Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011. Time. It moves differently now, quicker than it did when I was younger. So much, in fact, I appreciate it more. Time, it turns out, is something to be respected. Like they say, it waits for no one. There was a time when I wished I could have some of it back. Now, I look at it differently. I can't bargain with time. I can't manipulate it. Just respect and make Make the the most of it. Case in point, I've never once regretted the time I spend with my grandchildren. I can read to my granddaughter's class. Or when I grab my rod and reel and head off to the lake. No more rushed three-day weekends. Now when I do those things, I find it's time well spent. Now we leave on Tuesday. To be honest, I never thought retiring would be a good use of my time. But like I said, I look at it differently now. It kind of changes your perspective. Time is a gift, and so is taking some of my time to find someone who helped me plan. Plan for this time in my life, my My retirement. retirement. You can do what you want, but if it were me... I wouldn't waste one more moment of of time. time. Make the time to plan for your retirement. Find us at ZinniaWealth.com.